I have noticed that evil people are often attracted to great beauty, great beauty of cities. They're often attracted to cities that cause themselves to feel wise in their own eyes. Cities where there are museums, concerts, classical concerts, upscale events. Abraham and Lot had some trouble because they both were exceedingly prosperous. The land where they were living did not support all of their cattle. So the herdsmen began to strive with each other. And Abram said, it shouldn't be like this. The whole land is before us. You choose where you want to be, and I'll go the other way, and we'll separate. Genesis 13. And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered every way before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou comest into Zoar. Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they, Abraham and Lot, separated themselves one from another. Abraham dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent toward Sodom. But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. In other words, they were worse than all the other people. We're going to see their sin in a few minutes when we read Genesis 19. God sent two angels to Sodom to destroy Sodom and all the people that lived in Sodom. But before he destroyed Sodom, he wanted to save Lot and his family because Lot was the nephew of Abraham. Genesis chapter 19, verse 1 through 17. And there came two angels to Sodom at even. Now angels, they don't have wings like the pictures show them. Angels look like just regular people. There's a scripture in the New Testament which says, Be not hesitant to entertain strangers, for in doing so, some of you have entertained angels unawares. Angels look like natural men. So verse 1, There came two angels to Sodom at even, and Lot sat in the gate of Sodom, and Lot, seeing them, rose up to meet them. And he bowed himself with his face to the ground. And he said, Behold now, my lords, turn in, I pray you, into your servant's house, and tarry all night, and wash your feet, and you shall rise up early and go your way. And they said, Nay, but we will abide in the streets. Now, Lot knew how wicked the men of Sodom were. We will also see that in a minute. 
and it would be dangerous for these two men to abide in the streets. So a lot pressed upon them greatly, and they turned into him and entered into his house, and he made them a feast and did bake unleavened bread, and they did eat. But before they lay down, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom, compassed the house round both old and young. All the people from every quarter that always has struck me, every part of the city of Sodom, had men that came out to see these two strangers. From every quarter of the city. And they called unto Lot and said unto him, Where are the men which came in to thee this night? Bring them out unto us, that we may know them, have sex with them. These were homosexuals that came from every quarter of the city to have sex with the two men who were at Lot's house, who were really angels. And Lot went out of his house and shut the door and said, I pray you, brethren, do not so wickedly. We see by that statement that Lot knew what they were going to try to do to the two men. He knew ahead of time how wicked these men of Sodom were. And yet he stayed in Sodom. Well, God's going to fix that. He just had his angels go there and literally they drug Lot and his wife and his daughter out of Sodom. The angels just put their hands on them and drug them out. When someone comes to you trying to find out what you think about homosexuals, basically it doesn't matter much what I think about a homosexual, except that if I side with God, I will be approved in the day of judgment. What really matters is what does God have to say in the Bible about homosexuals. For that, we go to Romans chapter 1. Verse 26 tells us God's view of homosexuals and lesbians. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use unto that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. I think we have to attach verse 26 to our thinking about homosexuals. Vile affections, for that's what God has to say about the acts of homosexuals and lesbians. It's vile affections against nature, against the creation of man as God intended man to live. When I lived in Lubbock, Texas, 
I had a spare guest room upstairs and a bath. A man, Jewish man, came to me and said, would you like to rent that room to me for the weekend? And I said, oh, no, I won't rent it, but you can use it if you need it. He said, well, it's our anniversary, and we've invited several people in, and we don't have room to, to keep them, to house them. So I was wondering if my wife's daughter and her friend could stay in your guest room. And it hit me, what is this friend? And I asked him, I said, what is this friend? And he said, my wife's daughter is a lesbian, and this is her partner. And I said, no, I can't have that in my house. But if you have a married couple, I would be happy for them to use the room. He said to me, well, I, I don't like the idea of lesbians either, so I understand. I didn't think any more about it. He left my house, and I didn't see him anymore for the next couple of years, though his back door and my back door looked upon each other, and there was an alley in between us. And you'd go out to the alley to throw away your garbage, and one day when I was doing that, I saw his garage door open, and someone began to back his car out of the garage. It was his wife. So I stopped in the alley to greet her, and at first she didn't back out. I didn't realize that she wasn't backing out because she didn't want to see me. Finally, she backed out, and I said, I haven't seen Bernard in a long time. How is he doing? And she said, he passed away. I said, he did? It had been two years since I'd seen him. She said, I want to talk to you. I said, okay, anytime. She said, I'll be over to your house tonight. I said, fine. So I turned my back porch light on, which would, and opened my gates so that she could easily get into the house. I prepared some wine and cheese and crackers for her to have a, a little treat. Eight o'clock came, she didn't arrive. Nine o'clock came, she didn't arrive. Ten o'clock came, she didn't arrive. It finally became obvious to me she was not coming to my house. And then I realized she wasn't coming for a friendly visit. She was coming to argue with me about the subject of lesbians. She had held a grievance against me for two years because I did not let the lesbians stay in my house. I thanked God for protecting me, for I felt certain he was the one who kept her away from me. I lived at that location about four more years before I moved to Colorado. I never saw that woman again. Second John, verse 8. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. Whosoever transgresseth 
and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ, hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. The doctrine of Christ are the instructions which are taught us in the New Testament Bible. If there come any unto you, and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him Godspeed. Don't wish him well. For he that biddeth him Godspeed is partaker of his evil deeds. If you go about as some do, just wishing people, well, I hope things go well for you, or good luck to you, if you do that, and they are going out to commit a sin against God, a sin against the New Testament Bible. The Apostle John says, You are a partaker of their evil deeds, and you will not receive a full reward in heaven. So be careful about this. Modify your action. In James chapter 4, verse 4, we read, Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. The world does many pagan acts. At one point I moved to Clovis, New Mexico, where my mother lives. My dad's half-brother's wife, who's Baptist, and her friend, who's Baptist, were going out to the cemetery to decorate graves on Memorial Day. I was just horrified when I heard this. I said to them, how can you do this pagan act? When you go out and you decorate a grave, what are you saying to people? Are you testifying of the resurrection or of death? My cousin, who was 84 years old, called me one day and told me her husband had died. And she said she was going out to decorate Thurman's grave. And I said, why? Who is it that you are trying to impress? Thurman can't see you up there decorating that grave. He's asleep. Dead people are asleep. So he can't see you there. So who is it that you are trying to impress by doing this? She was silent for a few minutes. And then she said, well, then that means it doesn't matter where we are buried. And I said, absolutely correct. I think that cousin might have been born again at that second because she agreed with truth from God. Think of how you're living as a Christian. Are you following pagan rituals? Such things as Easter, that was set up in, I believe I read that it was set up in the 8th century. And it was a pagan worship worshiping the goddess of spring. Are you going to things set up by this world that are not prescribed in the Bible? 
Christmas, that's another one, set up as Christ's Mass, another pagan ritual that seems like a good thing. And the world, whole world does this one. Are you doing that in a celebration of Christ when it's not told us to do that in the Bible? I think you better consider what you're doing. You'll bring a lot of heartache upon yourself by trying to participate in these worldly events, New Year's Day, such things as that, where people are supposed to be so happy and rejoice and wish each other well over the New Year. And if you don't have anyone to do that with, you'll feel depressed. And if you do go out and do that, you will likely feel depressed because it will not live up to the hype unless you're a drunkard or something. And if you're a drunkard, you're gone anyway. So think about what you do as a Christian. Think about the reason you're doing these things. Is this something that we are told to do in the Bible? Is this something God has told us to do? Think about it. We don't live the way we once lived. When we are born again, we are new creatures. Our old life is over. Our new life is hid in Christ. And when he returns, we will be with him. Don't continue to live as the pagans, for you will bring loss upon yourself if you do that. Thank you.